is it trauma or is it normal human reaction to unpleasant experiences? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Is it- <laughs> hey, this is Sugar Honey Bubble Tea, a podcast aimed to amplify Asian woman voices through critical thinking and meaningful conversations. I am your host, Ange, and I'm deeply traumatized. (laughs) Hello, I'm Toby. Before we start today's episode, please go follow us on Instagram at sugarhoneybbt at S-U-G-A-H-O-N-E-Y-B-B-T. We post podcast episode related segments every week. So make sure you check us out on Instagram. Yes, and please also leave us a five-star review on Apple if you love us. Uh, it will really help us. I don't need to go in further details. I see this every week. Um, and, and also, you can PayPal donation to us. Patreon. It's all on yes. our Instagram link in bio. Give us money because, you know, we, we hashtag support <laughs> local content creator, hashtag small Asian woman business. Hashtag trauma. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So with Patreon, you it's a monthly subscription platform and you can it's the best way to support us, really, um, uh, by giving us money every month. That's yeah. uh, as plainly as it's it, as simple as it sounds. And uh, there are different tiers and every different tier you get different things. Uh, so that's about it. Let's get into business. Hashtag trauma. <laughs> so this week we want to talk. Well, I guess I, I, I wanted to talk about this episode, like this topic, because I listened to an episode on um, Today Explained by Vox. And mm-hmm. it's called, it's a really good episode. You guys should all listen to it. It's called, um, Is Everything Trauma? Mm-hmm. And it got me to start thinking about what I consider traumatic events in my life. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes like I don't want to gaslight myself or uh, water down my experience or minimize what my traumatic experience or anyone else's traumatic experiences are. Uh, but there are things that got me thinking like, is that trauma? Mm. Or is it just me not being able to deal with minor inconveniences in life. (laughs) 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 You know? And, um, like, yeah, a lot of times I'm like, is that trauma response? Or is it just I'm having a hard time and I'm blaming it on a trauma that I had? So I don't know. I don't know. And uh, keep in mind that this episode is, we, you know, Toby and I are not, we're not medical professionals. Professional. Yes. So uh, be aware. Do not take everything. <laughs> do not. I mean, do not take it as not, medical advice. Yeah, do not take it as medical advice. It's simply just our uh, observations and our opinions. You can form your opinions as well. Um, True. We do highly encourage that, but this is just what we, uh, our opinions, and uh, and so we want to talk about trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Well, let's define trauma. How did well? Because yeah. trauma, I mean, trauma is kind of being used now, like very like lightly. You know, like mm-hmm. how words kind of lose meaning. Um, yeah, words like 
like gaslighting, love bombing, trauma right. are being used so much now that over time they just like lose precision. There's just no meaning to the word trauma anymore. Because yes. I mean, I'm personally guilty. I throw around the word trauma a lot, but not, not like meaning like that, not like as a joke, but it just because it's loose meaning, I would literally be like, oh my God, I'm so traumatized. You know, I was, it took like people can be like, it takes like 20 minutes for me to line up and get my oat milk latte this morning. I'm deeply traumatized. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like literally yes. that. Yes. So I think it'll be good for us to define trauma and like talk about how yes. the history of trauma. Absolutely. So uh, this is from an article by Lexi Pentel and Vox, and that's also the start of like the beginning of uh, how I started to kind of want to look at trauma in the most original sense, I guess. Like after mm. uh, listening to. Um, the Today Explain episode. So um, the standard uh, in American psychiatric diagnosis, um, it's also, there's this, um, I guess, standard called DSM, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Mm -hmm. uh, it currently defines trauma as actual or threatened death, serious injury, or sexual violence. And this is, uh, this includes firsthand or secondhand. Mm -hmm. And, uh, people who are firsthand did experience a trauma, traumatic event or witness or heard of it. So people who may have, like, for example, therapists who talk to children who have been, um, who have had PTSDs. Mm -hmm. And that could also be like a secondhand traumatic event for uh, the therapist, mm -hmm. for example. Um, but over time, DSM, uh, make revisions. Um, I think it's to better serve the medical community with like updated research and information because we all know things get outdated and we have new findings. Um, so, but in regards to trauma specifically, mm -hmm. uh, the revisions, I think they're on DSM-5 now. Uh, and don't quote me on this, but I think it started with like in like the 1960s, mm -hmm. I want to say. Yeah, but on, they're on DSM-5 now, so um, it's been updated a handful of times. And in regard to in regards to trauma spe specific, in regards to trauma specifically, um, it places more emphasis on the patient's degree of distress rather than the objective objective severity of an event, uh, which I thought is very important. Um, cause instead of how we see, or a, as a, uh, I don't know, like a medical professional mm -hmm. deem as a objective severity of an event, mm -hmm. um, it's really more based on like through the revisions it's more based on the, the degree of distress that the patient is in. So mm -hmm. everyone has different degree of, what would you call that? Like different tolerance, of, I guess. Tolerance. Yeah. Yes. Um, so a little bit of a history on trauma research, it began to rise after World War II and the Vietnam War. And of course, in World War I, too, with uh, war veterans that left war with PTSD, but not a lot of emphasis were put on trauma back then because, you know, male toxicity is like... <laughs> Patri <laughs> patriarchy. Uh, you have no guts. Get your ass back on the feel and die. <laughs> it's mostly what happened in World War One. 
It's all these ditches and stuff. True. Nobody cared about depression and traumas. So true. So, of course, after World War II and the Vietnam War, a lot of research came out of that because a lot of veterans left war with PTSD. Mm-hmm. And so it's safe to say that uh, most of the PTSD research were initially focused on men mm-hmm. because of war. And... Uh, and not, it's not until uh, the 1960s and the 70s when Americans emerged from uh, civil rights and women's movement, um, th- the research broadened to include women's traumas as well, mm-hmm. which is, you know, uh, which also could be PT- PTSD because uh, their husband comes back from war and have these like night tears and whatnot from their PTSD, their uh, they have secondhand PTSD as well, or racial injustice, violence against women, child abuse. Those are also starting to be viewed as traumas in their own right. Um, and then by the 90s, which is a little closer to us, uh, other terms such as culture trauma, collective trauma, historical trauma, and what we love to say all the time, intergenerational trauma mm-hmm. were on the rise. So, um, but those were particularly more in connection to like genocide, enslavement, and war. So we're thinking like World War II, Jewish genocide, um, black enslavement, etc. Mm-hmm. So yeah, or, or even like the most recent, a lot of people have been talking about how COVID-19 was a collective traumatic experience. It is. You think so? I think so. Because I, I think you've talked about this before and I didn't really understand you <laughs> at the time. Yeah, but I actually never thought it was traumatic until I watched, I forgot what show it was, but I watched this show where they basically acted out the entire, like the show, I think it's a medical show and it's basically the yeah. act out the entire time that COVID was happening. And I Is watched it, something it about, and it it's was a, traumatic. It's a show based in New York? Yeah. Amsterdam or something? Oh, like, yeah, new, yeah, I think New Amsterdam. New Amsterdam, Maybe but it's, it's based that. in New York? Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's that, but it's just basically like a fictional, it's like a TV show. But mm, yeah, mm-hmm. in the plot, and then they acted out COVID and stuff. And I watched it, and I was like, that was deeply traumatizing. For you? Like, for me, but watching that mm-hmm. and putting it because I feel like we're all living in it and then I think as time goes on for me it kind of becomes more I guess normal like I feel like this Mm. is normal now and it's fine I'm just gonna carry on but I never really processed I guess what was happening during COVID oh I don't I personally never really thought about COVID-19 as a traumatic experience. I wouldn't say collective traumatic experience because I don't know. Maybe I'm just, it's just me. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I never really felt like it was a traumatic experience in terms of like how my life shifted. Because mm-hmm. I did see that my life have shifted in a more positive direction. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, I don't know. Like when you did, that's why when I think a couple months ago or maybe last year when you told me like, oh, COVID-19 is a very traumatic experience for everyone. And I'm like, hold up, says everyone. <laughs> I'm, I'm living, I'm eating good. I'm living I'm well. Good. I'm working from home. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say for everyone, but yeah, I didn't really understand that. So uh, yeah, it's good to hear 
different perspective, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the rise of Gen Z and TikTok, um, which I I'm not on TikTok. I just I don't know how, uh, and I'm also not a Gen Z. But I've heard and I've read that trauma is has gone viral on TikTok. Trauma. Okay, so <laughs> like, how did trauma become trendy? Like, how is trauma viral and we're not? <laughs> What is the difference? <laughs> so, as someone who is almost not Gen Z but knee deep on TikTok, I am yes. so grounded, like six feet grounded <laughs> on TikTok, and it's very interesting because I also heard.、Um, A lot of I also heard this one podcast talking about trauma, but it's more like、yes. talking about Gen Z and trauma. So after that, I read like this think piece on New York Times called "If Everything Is Trauma, Is Anything," and basically the article kind of dissected how it kind of explored a bunch of TikTok trends like West、right. Ham Caleb, gaslighting, love bombing, like a lot of things are. Being thrown around. What's Am Caleb? So, <laughs> let's everyone collectively watch this traumatic experience of mine, <laughs> where Toby have to physically in vivid, vivid description describe a TikTok to me. It's kind of like a trend, I would say. Like basically, this woman exposed this man that she went on a date with in New York that apparently is a furniture designer at West Elm. Oh, I'm not too and sure. And his name is Caleb. And his name is Caleb. And basically, he just like did a bunch of red flag stuff, and that, and then a bunch of women then came out and said they also dated Caleb. And now this Caleb、uh, is hashtag viral because everyone is hashtag traumatized, hashtag love bombed, hashtag gaslighting. Hashtag I see. <laughs> so it's like a Me Too movement thing, kind sort of. of. Yeah, yeah. So the is article, it a witch hunt? <laughs> it is a witch hunt, but it's Caleb. Okay, okay. Yeah, so it kind of talked about、Caleb. that, like how how、um, TikTok now is like just starting the whole trend, and then Gen Z being the most active on TikTok and、yes. being quoted as the most traumatized generation. Mm-hmm. I feel so like so. Am I irrelevant? Yes, <laughs> I'm feeling like I'm more and more irrelevant. You are hashtag irrelevant. <laughs> so to me, I kind of feel like like trauma is like the zeitgeist of Gen Z. Like if anything, it's like、uh, trauma is Gen Z. And but I think that is because mainly because of social media, because I feel like TikTok. <sighs> The TikTok, the way that the TikTok algorithm is, or like pe- the way that people on TikTok react, if you are a victim, like quanko victim of like a、mm-hmm. bad incident of wrongdoing, you tend to be perceived as more morally correct or more virtuous,、yes. and that. And if you so that's how like if you are a、uh, you come out as being traumatized on TikTok, you gain a lot of hype or like cultural capital, or a lot of views or whatever you want to call it. So that's why on TikTok there's like hashtag trauma dump or hashtag trauma dumping, where people will talk about their、mm. own traumas 
And a lot of people will come and like, hey, give us story time. And then people will go in depth, really in depth on their trauma. And that's how you gain, I guess, traction also on the algorithm is by sharing your trauma. Is ugh. Okay, this is a lot of information <laughs> for me. Let me just like dissect it. First of all, I have a question. What is love bombing? Love bombing. <laughs> <laughs> love bombing is my personal favorite, like hashtag smash. <laughs> I love, please love bomb me. <laughs> so like to I love bomb someone is to give someone a lot of love. It's basically used to be used to describe like in the beginning of a relationship, if someone like bombs you with a, like a lot, like the huge amount of affection or gifts or praises too early on. So if I like go out with you on maybe like two dates and I'm like love bombing you, like I'm like oh, giving yeah, yeah, you a okay, lot of affection, then that's like quoted as a red flag. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. That's a that's a red flag. So that's a red flag. Yeah, that's a red flag. Why? I don't know. Like because therapists said say that they're like narcissistic behavior for me i'm like a hashtag smash (laughs) but i thought narcissistic behavior is like they only care about themselves but then they're giving you all the love so how is that narcissistic i that's why i don't i don't understand like i don't know you can do no right in this culture now like in this dating world like you can do no right like everything you do seems to be a red flag yeah but I live, <laughs> I live there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I see. Okay. Well, now I get what love bombing is. Um, and now I'm kind of starting to feel like this is, first of all, when you were talking, when you talked about like people getting tractions from trauma or like trauma talk, that to me is kind of like information economy where trauma equals profit. Mm-hmm. So people are just, profiting off of your trauma or your quote-unquote story time Mm -hmm. like when you when you talk about it's just like everything else you know when you live in capitalism once again no one and nothing is free yeah so I'm starting to look at this more in a way where it's like like maybe this is all just a scheme. <laughs> so who is winning? Well, every time you feel like you're getting something for free, look at who's trying to convince you or change your mind about something. Mm-hmm. Like they're usually one, the ones that's profiting off of you. And when we talk about profit nowadays, it's not really like money mm-hmm. or wealth. Sometimes the profit can comes in different forms. Yeah. Like, getting likes is a profit or getting followers is a f- profit. So like you starting to see like, even that trend was like, I'll oh, do it for Instagram or like yeah. do it for Insta kind of thing. Whereas yeah. like people, people do it just for the attention, but then that attention eventually be- equals profit. Yes. And with, and going back to the whole trauma thing where trauma equals profit is because with the information economy, the more you give someone, the more they think there's more value of you. Like mm-hmm. they deem you as a valuable source of information or deem you, deem you as a valuable source of um, 
I don't know, whatever you call it, like healing maybe. Mm-hmm. But without thinking that, like maybe they are putting their uh, mental health at stake to the degree that is being profit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it for sure is profit. Honestly, everything on TikTok is profit. Like, so when people do profit off of someone or like, okay, let's step aside from profiting off of trauma for a bit. But like when you talk about trauma in like every little sense, like it's like when you have when you want to profit off of someone, you have to make that thing very common. Mm hmm. It's like every woman have, I don't know, like have like dark colored pussy. So now you need push, pussy whitening cream, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's like, oh, it's a very common thing. Now your pussy is not white enough. Yeah. Like, so it has to be like a very common thing. So then when you, when you talk about trauma, like trauma back in the days could be more held at like a... I don't know, like a higher standard, mm-hmm. if you would call it that, where it's like, oh, having trauma means like, I don't know, like you're sexually abused or you have some sort of like, ex- like uh, traumatic experience that involves like, like harassment or whatnot or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something like, like big, like, I don't even want to use the word big. Cause it's like, this is very objective, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. But then, um, when you have to dial that down for like TikTok has really successfully dialed down trauma to the point where almost every little thing is trauma mm-hmm. or trauma response. It's like having, like when you talked about like not getting your latte or waiting in line for 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like how do you see like the problem with describing every misfortune as trauma? Like, sometimes I I question, I'm like, is it trauma or is it normal human reaction to unpleasant experiences? (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like, am I having a bad time, like a difficult time or is it trauma? Yeah. Like, Like, does it result in low resilience to the human experience? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like, sometimes I even look at like the things that I think are traumatizing or like that Mm -hmm. I think traumatized me and... I'm like, wait, I think that was just like my very normal human reaction to something that was extremely unpleasant. And yeah, it was maybe not necessary trauma, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the danger of choosing to associate to be associate to like quote every misfortune trauma is that you're kind of like choosing to associate it and be rooted with trauma. And by doing that, it does not make healing more possible. And I think it's that. Mm. It's the fact that, like, just because you're aware you're traumatized, quote-unquote traumatized, doesn't mean you have processed your trauma and you are healing. Yes, like what we talked about before, where Mm -hmm. uh, the awareness alone does not bring about healing. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, awareness alone does not bring about healing. Um, yeah, so does the more you dig equal, equal to the better slash quicker healing? No, I don't think so because you can literally be aware of your all your trauma and 
it doesn't mean you processed anything like you can like yeah. into like you can um like try and what's that word like rationalize your feelings but it doesn't mean yeah. you process your feelings i think it's the same thing yeah. with trauma mm, yeah 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 cuz i think many things that get labeled as trauma responses like i've been seeing tiktoks or like posts or whatever that talks about like oh if you are a perfectionist that means you that's probably a trauma response or if you uh if you are fearful of intimacy that's probably a trauma just look at there's so many things that, that are just like i feel like when i looked at it, i'm like I, I i do all that <laughs> so <laughs> am i is that a trauma response for me like i don't think there's this like one for all kind of explanation mm -hmm. for trauma in what tiktok in this like world of like what is it 10 seconds 15 second clip mm -hmm. kind of because it's the, the time is so short, it sums up all these things to like a very simplistic form for mm -hmm. people to understand and which then resulted in these like many of th many things or that gets labeled as trauma responses. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I'm just like, are, are they really trauma responses or they're just like predictable responses to anxiety? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I know... I don't know. I feel like 90% of people have are have anxiety. Yeah, because sometimes if you're I like, know. okay, like if me, when I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do this thing. And why? It's honestly because it makes me feel unpleasant or uncomfortable. But like when the, the when it feels unpleasant or like it's a difficult thing, which then could possibly spark anxiety mm -hmm. when you have to go and do it. It's like, oh, I don't. Like, would it, result it, would it result into, like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to go to work because, because I'm, tra I'm traumatized by the amount of work I have to do. Because as a kid, I had to do... Like, I don't know, like, where the extent is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's... What do you feel about societal effort in dismantling the stigma around mental health? And do you think it has, like, led trauma to lose its importance? Or, like, maybe, like, made trauma a bit more watered down? Mm, I think it's more diluted for sure. But I think, mm. again, trauma itself is kind of diluted in a way where... Like, it's, it's not diluted. I guess it's, like, very subjective. Like... Some, yeah. some like someone can perceive something as a very traumatic event and to the other person it might be okay it's just like your tolerance and your level of coping mm -hmm. but i do think that um because everything now has to be very it's not like politically correct but like everyone is very protective of everyone's feelings mm -hmm. that everything is now if your feelings hurt it's like trauma yeah yeah like i don't know like low resilience to the human experience yeah like i said yeah um and i don't i don't want to go as far as like i don't want to disregard other people's feelings mm-hmm 
because I don't think that's the way either. But I'm just thinking about how like how it how it makes trauma like should we should we redefine trauma that's what i'm thinking like what is the solution to this because there are people that talk about big big t versus small t's now it was like big trauma mm. versus like small trauma yeah but then like there are therapists like psychologists that like uses this but then how do you then say, well, mine's big T or mine's small T? Yeah, exactly. Because ain't no bitches going to war now. Like, like, yes. Z, like if you're talking about like normal people, like, like the very like large crowd, like Gen Z or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, like probably then we're all just little T's. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think something is also like sometimes trauma can it's not just like an event also it could be just like uh, like the way like sometimes it's like an experiences growing up childhood experiences yeah 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 and it has maybe shaped some very deep rooted pattern mm-hmm. and maybe that's trauma response i don't know but it's hard to like like count something as big t or something as little t because something Mm. can be like very very deep deep rooted but it could be very little t you know (laughs) but it's just Mm -hmm, very hard mm -hmm. to undo because that's how you have done all your life kind of thing yeah and with all this all these little t's being tossed around Mm -hmm. uh trauma almost kind of like became a popular idiom Mm. being like passed around without meaning or maybe like steering further and further away from its true meaning which we probably as a society like we probably just need to redefine the word trauma because what is really true meaning you know yeah just because we have a uh dsm standard doesn't necessarily mean it's true meaning because those standards get updated all the time too yeah so i think like for me to say like so what now you know, like, so what now? What, where do we go from here? Maybe it's not standardized, standardized system. I don't think DSM is enough to be like, we have a standard for how you feel. Because mm-hmm. then that's also then objective, right? Because going mm-hmm. back to like placing more emphasis on the patient's degree of distress rather than the objective severity of the event. Yeah. But when you do put people's trauma and define them in a standardized system, like DSM, then that is kind of putting, that's, that is kind of emphasizing on the objective mm-hmm. um, side um, of the severity of an event. So I don't know. What do you think? So what now? I think rather than focusing on trauma, maybe we encourage healing. <laughs> <laughs> like, like That's a good one. Like, I guess it's like, I don't, not that I don't care, but I don't, I think rather than being like, okay, like what, what is trauma? Is this trauma? But it's more mm. so like, okay, if that's trauma to you, um, how do you, how do you heal? How do you move yes. on from that? Like just mm-hmm, by being mm-hmm. aware of your trauma and being like, like into like trying to be like intellectual, like, Oh, is this trauma like yeah i mean like it's cool like it's good to understand but i think maybe as a society it's more so like hey how do we heal Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Uh, you may call me nihilistic, but I think a lot of times as a society, we, we do put a lot of emphasis on blaming other people for your problems, mm-hmm. like the blaming culture. Um, because uh, many people like to be viewed as victims yeah. more so than mm-hmm. as as everything you've done kind of uh, is what, like everything that happens to your life um, is a choice in mm-hmm. your life that you could make a choice to better your life or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But uh, most, a lot of people, and as this culture, um, and I'm going to use that word again. <laughs> no, I'm not going to use that word because then someone will have to take a shot. But as a culture, we're trained to um, put a lot of blame on other people other than yourself, mm-hmm. you know, through media, etc. So I think like what you said makes a lot of sense because like when we're focusing on traumas and we're focusing on that aspect, um, like you know, gatekeeping, trauma, gaslighting, and all these terms and trauma responses, mm-hmm. it a certain degree kind of puts that blame on someone else. Yeah. Either it's your family, um, people in your childhood, um, etc. So maybe like take a step back and think like, okay, yes, I have this awareness. Mm -hmm. Um, So where do I go from here? Mm -hmm. Um, How do I heal from this awareness? Because I know I might be traumatized. Mm -hmm. I might have these traumas, but then where do I go from here? How do I heal from it? Instead of just digging more and more and more into traumas Mm -hmm. or into your awareness. Yeah, exactly. Because you can Mm. dig and dig and dig, but... You're going to be so grounded that you cannot. <laughs> you will be six feet grounded, babe. And you cannot come up like, honestly, just like, yeah. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's really important to always, always be like, how, like, how, what can I do here? Or like, how do I break the pattern? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the, to, to end this topic, I think speaking about trauma and the way how we or people on TikTok or social media in general kind of talk about trauma so lightly. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's something that I have to check myself as well sometimes because I do like jokingly maybe like, you know, off the screen, we talk about stuff and then we kind of like just like laugh over it because we all like we know each other so well and Mm -hmm. we kind of like will make jokes that are like a bit... a bit like similar to like, oh, I waited in line for 20 minutes. It's a traumatic event kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, like I do find myself saying things like that and I'll check myself from time to time and be like, yeah, maybe that's not like, maybe I shouldn't. Because even if it doesn't like make any sense to me, like even if it doesn't harm me Mm -hmm. when I say it, I don't think it's an actual traumatic event. But then I have to think about like me putting that those words out into the world and people listening to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I think so. Social responsibility, hun. Damn. Okay, <laughs> I'll stop using the word <laughs> gaslight every time someone challenges me. I'm like, how dare you <laughs> gaslight me? <laughs> <laughs> the printer oh. is not working, hun. How dare and you? You're gaslight? like, how dare you gatekeep me from the printer? <laughs> It's girl boss now, girl boss all day, every day. Nothing yeah. else. We do. I mean, as this platform, we do encourage having humor 
all the time because if you're not gonna laugh you will just cry because true life is not that easy so but yeah but do like like i said check yourself from time to time because i do that i hope everyone does that and i hope no <laughs> one has traumatic events uh and is healing well focus on healing i would say yeah yeah focus on do healing. your meditations <laughs> just silence from here <laughs> hey but i do think like speaking of covid and i this is something i want to leave for a separate episode but i think the pandemic has sparked a spiritual awakening and which um which kind of like i have this thought where the pandemic kind of kick-started a cultivating higher states of awareness through psychology mm-hmm. and that's why a lot of these like uh, psychological like psychology terms keeps coming up popping up in the last like two years or so mm-hmm. because of the pandemic like trauma or like uh, gaslighting gatekeeping etc mm-hmm. etc et like mm-hmm. all these terms that keeps coming up yeah um, because I think COVID just sparked a spiritual awakening yeah there's definitely a change yeah collectively but yeah, I'll leave that for a separate episode in the future. I don't know when. Um, if you guys want to hear me talk about spirituality. And meditation. Um, Again. Yeah. I know, I know Toby doesn't, so... <laughs> I do <love> <laughs> I love to hear it, though. Uh-huh. Okay, well, I hope that does not... I hope that was not a traumatic... <laughs> event i hope that was not a trauma response from you oh yeah (laughs) if you like our episode today you can also follow us on instagram once again at sugar honey bbt s-u-g-a-h-o-n-e-y-b-b-t and yeah and that's it uh i hope everyone have a great 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 day uh and uh hashtag trauma is trending hashtag girl boss hashtag i'm probably irrelevant because i am not gen z hashtag uncut jumps what bye